you see I the cooch cooch the cooch cooch can you see I the cooch cooch the cooch cooch can you see I the cooch naked comedy So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. <laughs> do you have any um any shows tonight, or are you just relaxing today? Um, I was going to do a show. I might do a show tonight at Last Comedy in K-Town. Oh, cool. But um, I'm not sure. But I'm going to do shows Thursday and Friday. Friday at M-Bar, the oh. old location for Comedy Death Ray. Oh, yeah. I I didn't know they started at m I, like, just heard that recently they started at M-Bar. But, um, but then M-Bar moved, right? Like, now it's off of, like, Vine and... And like Santa Monica or something? Oh, well, it was always on Vine and uh, Fountain and Vine. Oh. And then, um, I'm pretty sure it always was. And then, yeah, Comedy Death Race started there. And it was fun. I like that venue. UCB's mm-hmm. great, too. They're both, they're different, but they're both really cool. I went to M-Bar once um, when, because Beth Lapide, she still does some stuff there, like, occasionally. But it's mostly, like, educational now, like, not in cabaret style. But I saw her a few times over there. It was like, it was very quirky. It was very cool. Yeah, I'm doing it. The show I'm doing Friday is like a jazz-based show somehow, which is funny because I have a bunch of bits that make fun of jazz. <laughs> and uh, that'll be fun to do them there, you know. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Well, um, for listeners, this is Naked Comedy, and we're talking to Howard Kramer, a.k.a. Dragon Boy Suede, today. Yeah. And FYI, this is pre-recorded, so... <laughs> <laughs> just just so you know, it's not like if you say anything, it can totally be undid or redid or remixed. However, will sound best. <laughs> <laughs> so I should be careful about what I say. Oh no, you can you can not be careful about what you say. You can say whatever because we have the power of editing. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, because the last phone interview I did, I went to listen to it online, and it had like the five minutes like that we just did, but even more <laughs> awkward. Like it was like. Hey, you're supposed to use this line to call in and then hit this button, and it was just like two minutes of that. But anyway, for listeners who are unfamiliar, I don't I don't know why they listen to the show if they're unfamiliar. But <laughs> um, but you are you do a character in your stand up called Dragon Boy Suede. Like, would you call him a character or like? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> kind of hard to figure out where Howard Kramer starts and Dragon Boy Suede begins can i even say that um basically that's just my rap name like when i do my rap songs that's my rap name and then um when i do stand-up i do jokes and then sometimes i do songs so it's kind of like i don't know it's like if eminem did stand-up and sometimes they said hey marshall mathers is doing a set tonight and sometimes they're like hey eminem's doing a set and usually it's the same thing yeah, because I've, I've seen shows where you you do songs and shows, like at UCB, you do a lot more shows with um with your graphics, with the songs. But I've also seen yeah. you just do shows where it's just like your stand-up. Like, how long have you been doing um, Dragon Boy Suede, the rap? Like, how long have you been making actual songs and stuff? Uh, well, um, the songs I've been making, like, at home, like, uh, for, like, 10 years. And then... Um, I started letting my friends hear them and stuff, and they liked them. So I thought, oh, well, I guess I should make this part of the act. And that I've been doing for, like, five, six years. The stand-up or the doing it live? Like, doing 
doing doing songs in my stand-up act. So did you start out like did you start out doing stand-up and music like separately and then one day it was just like I'm going to merge them and make them happen. Yeah, totally. It was kind of like uh dreamed of being a rock star when I was a kid. Um was always in bands in high school and in college. Mm-hmm. And then um when the band thing didn't work out like, me and my friends are pretty funny. We thought we were funny. <laughs> we're like, hey, if the band thing doesn't work out, we should become comedians. <laughs> and then I remember one day, the band, like, broke up, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going I'm to go be a comedian. <laughs> I started doing comedy. Very cool. Well, have you um, have you always been in L.A. doing comedy? Uh, no, I was, I, was born in, uh, I was born in New Jersey, and, and then um, I started, I did a couple nights of stand-up in New York City. And then um, I wound up moving to Austin, Texas, kind of sight unseen, mm. hoping that they would have a comedy club because I just wanted to move. How was the Austin comedy scene? Totally yeah, the Austin fake. comedy scene, funny you <laughs> It was really great. It was supportive. Um, it was a weird place to move to. Like I was I grew up like a half hour outside New York City, so you know it was a weird thing to go to Texas to start a comedy career. But Austin was... Uh, you know, had the right vibe. It was kind of counterculture, and um, very supportive of the arts. It was a great place to be poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it was kind of like a retirement community for twenty somethings. <laughs> it was just like right at the right as the term slacker was coming into the public consciousness. I assume there. it's before South by Southwest was was all big in Austin. Like this is before that. It was, it was still pretty big, even mm. even when I got there in the nineties, like M T V was coming down to cover it and there mm. was, you know, thousands of bands. It was maybe not as big as it was it is now because the film side of it was just getting started. Mm. But it was it was pretty big. Yeah, Austin Austin I'm glad they're starting they're like getting credit now for being so cool because so many like people have come out of there. It's very it's a very chill like area. It yeah, it's like, very chill. There's is, dinosaur bones there. My <laughs> friend used to say it's always been a hip place to live. <laughs> but just now, people are finding out about it who don't live there. Um, yeah, kind of. Am I, I talking too loud? No, I did it again. No, it's it's good. I I may have to stop you occasionally. Apparently, I don't know. Our okay. computers are kind of wacky, but okay. Rewind. Uh-oh. Okay, so okay, now it's good. So yeah, if what? I if I did my own radio show, that would happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, I can, like, split it up and, like, play clips of you in between, so no one will ever know. Oh, that is cool. Unless it only records this part and then stops when we do the interview, <laughs> in which case it might just be Howard Kramer plus technical difficulties on Naked Comedy. Yeah, you week. could just have, like, a half hour of feedback or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would do that. That would, that would be a good show. <laughs> um, okay, so let's try to get in a question before it explodes again. Um, okay. Okay, so you said you started doing your songs like 10 years ago like you've been doing them for a long time so did you start doing the songs like with um with the graphics and stuff or did that come afterwards like when you tried to put it into your stand-up yeah the graphics came a lot later it's actually kind of a recent development because um what happened was i was used to just doing stand-up you know and then i said like i'm going to perform some of these songs and i started to find like it was kind of hard because with rap music, you know, the words go by so fast. And to, like, listen to a rap song that you've never heard before live. I mean, I, I remember even going to see, like, Wu-Tang and stuff, and they play some song I never heard. It's kind of hard to get into it. Yeah. So that's when 
I kind of thought, well, if I had the visuals behind me, it would really help a lot. So basically it started as just stand-up, then stand-up and songs, and then sometimes I would just do the song titles without performing the songs. That's always my favorite. So um, I took the, uh, like, made some picture videos to help them along. And it's great to play at, at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater because they're all set up for that stuff. You know, like other places, you got to lug equipment and stuff or not do it at all, but great to do it at UCB. Yeah, my favorite my favorite one I think I've seen so far was the, the Wolves one because with the graphics, it just yeah. made it. It was good. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. I, was, I had fun making that one, and I was, like, hoping that it would help, you know, like get the energy of the song across. And, <laughs> People seem to like it, so that's really cool. I gotta say, it's a little difficult to watch the one for the the horse wang. I think I think that yeah, it's horse wang, right? Yeah. What about that one? Yeah. Um, I tried to watch it on YouTube, but um, I couldn't make it through the whole thing. Yeah, a little uh, graphic, I guess. <laughs> little graphic, little NC seventeen. Yeah, that one's not for everybody. <laughs> what are you singing? Sorry, I just looked at the TV and they had the Michael Jackson memorial on. Are they? So is it over now? Anime. Are they doing repeats or is it still going? Yeah, I think now it's just kind of rehashing it and dissecting it and going over it and showing clips. Mm. I, I really, I was watching it at noon. Uh, okay, start. I tried to watch it at noon, but I just realized that I just don't like the people that were willing to speak at his thing enough to want to watch it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know, like, I I love, like, Michael Jackson, awesome, great, I love him, good performer, you know, right. all that stuff, but I just, I can't watch, like, Usher crying, for, yeah. like, just Doesn't not matter. entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, all the, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that loved him, but, like, all the, inf- you know, all the uh, entertainers that he influenced that they had there, I was like, yeah, who cares? Because you heard about, he, like, um, for his kids... Yeah, like twenty songs that had never been yeah, ri- like never been performed to release. And like I'm sure everybody who performed there is gonna be like the people bidding on it, like but I think it's like once the kids are like eighteen or something. Oh wow. Something like that. Like when the kids are smart enough to do it, like they right. get all the rights. So I'm sure like, you know, like Justin Timberlake and whoever else, I don't even know who performed, but they're all gonna be like buying up those songs. Yeah. So. Well that's a good idea. I'm gonna do that with Dragon Boy Suede. <laughs> I don't have any kids, but um, maybe one day, so... You should leave them, if you don't have kids for some reason, you should yeah. leave them to, like, your pets. Like, those yeah, crazy or- ladies that leave houses to their cats, you should leave them songs. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what an amazing interview. Oh, hey, I'm DJ Intern Sam from Naked Comedy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and we'll get back to the interview very soon. But you may be thinking to yourself, I realize I am a fan of music and other artistic endeavors outside of comedy. I wonder if KUCI offers anything that I would enjoy besides comedy. Well, we do. (laughs) If you go to KUCI.org, not only will you find our entire schedule where you can see what kind of music we're playing at all times of the day 24-7, but you can also find cool things like articles on new CDs that we have in our stacks, um, spotlights on DJs, video clips from our live shows, and much, much more. So just check out KUCI.org and you'll be there for hours. I thank you for listening to my spiel, and I will return you now to this hilarious podcast already in progress. Thanks. So I was on your MySpace, and it looks like you can get some of your songs as ringtones. Like, why 
Why do you want to put um, Dragon Boy Suede as a ringtone format? Well, you know, they're songs, and uh, we realized, like, one day, me and the guy that produced it, we were like, man, people will pay 99 cents for the whole song on iTunes, but they'll pay, like, $1.99 or $2.99 just for a portion of the song as a ringtone. So it didn't really make sense to us, but who am I to fight technology? So we was like, let's make some Dragon Boy Suede ringtones. <laughs> and... uh I'm still waiting for that moment where, like, I'm at, you know, the coffee bean or something, and somebody's <laughs> phone rings, and I hear one of my songs. But <laughs> sadly, it hasn't happened yet. Maybe they're just a. F- maybe they see you because if they have the ringtone, they must know who you are. So maybe they see you and they put their phone on silent because they're like, uh, "Oh man, right. that would be lame." Yeah, they don't want to seem like fam boys or girls. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, see, it, it it's probably true, and it makes everything much better but so yeah. um so for your your album that's on itunes now there's no there's no cd yet but it's been produced and it's on itunes how was it um like did you make did you redo the songs like make them more professional or you didn't redo them <laughs> oh so you started talking again yeah <laughs> yeah we didn't redo them we just produced them right the first time i have a lot of old songs that i made like on the computer in my kitchen and i might release them one day but they they need to be cleaned up a little bit. Or maybe I'll just release them as, like, these are my raw old recordings. <laughs> and uh, Dragon Boy Suede classic. You deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, where did you... Did, are you, like, an audio editor? Or, like, how did you know how to make them, like, clean? You know what I mean? Oh, well, um, I, I just got some, like, music software, you know, stuff to make beats and stuff. And then um, when I decided to, like, make a real CD... I would bring the stuff that I had over to my friend's house, Matt Cooper, who's a producer, and, you know, he would put the professional sheen on them, <laughs> you know? That's very cool. Do you have any plans, yeah. like, soon to have it put into an actual CD? Um, well, this last one, um, I'm just kind of leaving it on iTunes for now because I found that, like, having all these hard copies of the CD, it's like... It's so 1990s, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, most people just want the songs and put them on their iTunes and stuff. So I'm leaving it on there, and then if demand, if the demand grows and grows and grows, then I'll make the physical CD. Very cool. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. Do you hear that? Or is it just me? What is it? Hiss? I hear hiss. I hear, like, a snake. There's a snake. Look out. Sorry about that, you guys. I was being abducted, and um, it was pretty scary. It was tense here for a while, but um, I got out of it. I killed my captors, and I'm ready to continue this comedy interview. Okay, so you recently started um, like a regular TV writing job for the ABC show Good Family. Like, how how did that start? Like, how did you get involved with like the Mike Judge crew? Oh well. Um, I mean, the short answer is basically that our agent, you know, I have a writing partner and we have a literary agent. He um, submitted us for the job and we basically went there on a job interview and talked to them and they hired us. That's a quick answer. (laughs) How's the writing experience been? Like, has there been any um, fears, you know, like with with the recent show, like Sit Down, Shut Up with Mike Hurwitz to kind of like just 
disappeared like has that been in the back of you guys' mind or does it feel like safe like we can just do whatever um no well i don't know we worked on it for like a year and um felt pretty safe like you know abc's totally into it and um you know they're gonna support the show and um still feel good about it you know it was not it's not like a runaway hit like it's on the cover of entertainment weekly or anything but seems to be doing pretty good we'll see what happens very cool just being um me and, me and my writing partner chip pope he's really funny too if you haven't seen him do stand-up and he also chip. does a musical character called our romance that was like actually AD. that was my next question i was gonna oh, say what? like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how has it been writing with chip like do you guys ever bring in that musical edge or do you kind of just are you because is he your writing partner when you're saying the agent thing yeah oh cool so yeah. like so how is it writing with you guys like how'd you guys start being partners oh um well back in uh austin these scouts from mtv came around and um they they were basically visiting five cities and austin was one of the cities and they watched like 40 stand-ups and then the next day they called me and chip and johnny hardwick from uh king of the hill and this girl laura house they called us all together and said why don't you start coming up with ideas for shows then uh then we moved out here and just started writing pilots. So me and Chip stayed together as writing partners. And then since then, we've like sold like 12 pilots to all these different networks. And most of them haven't gone on the air, but we've sold them. <laughs> you still get to write. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. um, but so if you guys started out as like, did you guys both always do music? Is that why you like? got together or did you just decide like separately hey i'm gonna do some comedy music related yeah it was it was pretty separate <laughs> i bought the uh i bought the software and i started doing songs and whenever i'd see chip he'd be like i need to start doing this but he didn't want to spend the money on the uh, <laughs> software and the computer it wasn't as cheap you know yeah a few years ago as it is now you had to invest so, in it um i just kept doing it and then put it in my act and then he um, finally got off on the ball and made his album, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's why you, sh- you should have an album. You should have an album. Well, you know, my first EP <laughs> is a physical CD. I could send you one. It has six songs. Um, yeah, I've got tons of copies of that one. It's just this latest one. It's got 12 songs. It's just digital. Digital release only. But, yeah, like that's what I said. If the demand perks up, <laughs> if I'm hearing you now say, boom, I need a real CD, maybe I'll do it. Very nice. I guess my last question, semi regarding the good family, <laughs> um, uh-huh. is about like since it's since it's about like pretty much as environmentally conscious like family, like does would you say that like you guys as a writing staff like are influencing the script or is it kind of like the idea for the show is influencing you? Like who's greener, the good family or like you guys? Uh-huh. Well, that's an easy answer. The, the good family is way greener than we are. When I, when I first got hired on the show, I was anticipating putting our recyclables in the recyclable bin. And then um, we kind of found out that, like, the cleaning staff of the building was just throwing it all in the same dumpster. <laughs> so, um, basically, you know, that's kind of what the show is about, is the challenges of being green and doing the right thing. It's It's kind of hard when, you know... Not everybody's up to speed on it, you know. Yeah. Office buildings 
still throwing stuff in the dumpster. So what are you going to do? It's tough. It, you got you got to try your best, but yeah, I I I know that I have like I think like four or five like of the grocery bags, but I always forget them. So what I try to do is instead of buying trash bags, I just use those plastic bags as my right. trash bags. But I know that like if I said that to someone. All right, so we're having tech. So for our listeners, we've been having technical difficulties throughout this whole show, which I'm sure you haven't heard through the magic of editing. But basically, we're having trouble recording. So now we're going to move into a portion of the show, which is going to be as many questions as we can get before the technical difficulties take us down. Are you ready, okay. Howard? I am ready. Okay. Howard Kramer slash Dragon Boy Suede. Insta question. All right. What's your favorite food in L.A.? Um, oh, at a specific place? Yes. What's your favorite restaurant? Okay, that's better. What's oh, your favorite restaurant God, in L.A.? Oh, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. Um, uh, you gotta fight the clock. Eat a Cho. Eat a Cho is really good on, uh, on Beverly. Really good, like, uh, Asian tapas. All right, tapas. cool. What, yeah. what do you usually wear? What is your normal wardrobe as Howard Kramer? Go. Go. I wear, um, boy, do I wear spandex? <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. I wear. I'm. I'm just very, very casually. Jesus. What is your favorite venue to perform at as Dragon Boy Suede? Go. Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater because they have a the backdrop where I could show my visual accompaniment. Do you actually get paid for any of your writing? Go. Yes, I do. I get paid. That's how I make most of my money. I make a living off of being a professional writer. How many Hollywood beats Hollywood. a year do you make? Go. How much what? How many beats a year do you make? I make uh. I'm not that many. I make like 60 beats a year. That's a lot of beats. No, it's only five a month. It's not too many. Do you hang out with a lot of other musical comedians? Um, yes, I hang out with uh, Hard and Firm. I hang out with, uh, I want, well, I know Flight of the Concords. We're on track 16 now of the epic 16-part inter- interview with yeah. Howard Kramer slash Dragon Boy Suede. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Then we will keep we will keep up with you and your endeavors. Please do. Thank you Yay. for your support. Well, that's the show for this week. I want to thank DJ Doug Pound for my awesome show theme. He's amazing and made that from the genius of his brain. You can check out more of his genius brain um, products at dougpound, D-O-G-G-P-O-U-N-D dot com. Um, thanks again for downloading the podcast and please tune into the full show on Thursday mornings or Wednesday night, however you want to think about it, um, at from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, there's a lot to the show that we can't put on the podcast, like comedy albums, clips from TV shows, awesome, amazing surprise call-in guests, um, and so much more that is still pretty awesome. So check it out. Um, do a stream record. Um, boycott TiVo until they allow you to record the FM waves along with your TV as well. Whatever you need to do. Naked Comedy, Thursday mornings, Wednesday nights, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, until then, I'm um, uh, gonna... K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I.
the kitsch. Naked comedy.